the thing that we want to do, there is no issue in terms of how we do it, what we're going to do, getting all of that knowledge together. I think, honestly, the biggest barrier is believing that we actually can do it and believing that it's actually possible. For me, I recognize now how much I was engineering smallness, how much I was like, I'm going to talk about these four M's, but the first M is minimizing. How much I was minimizing what was actually really important, right, to me. So minimizing the fact that I wanted to potentially be able to create something of my own that I had envisioned. I didn't want the the caps and the restraints that certain institutions were putting on some of the dreams I had or ideas that I had. But I minimized it to the point that I said, you know, what I have right now is a lot of times it sits here, it's okay, but minimizing what your dream is, is I think a default reaction for so many of us. You are listening to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast, the show that teaches Black women in medicine how to live more fulfilled lives and go from just surviving to thriving. I'm your host, Dr. Molara Wemedimo, board-certified pediatrician for over 16 years, former associate professor, and mom of two who overcame a brain disorder to finally rediscover my purpose and in less than two years, turn it into profit and peace as CEO and founder of two multi-six-figure companies. I now dedicate my life to supporting Black women as an empowerment coach, work-life integration mentor, and business strategist. So whether it be pivoting into your purpose, owning your power, turning your purpose to profit, or creating a limitless legacy, my guests and I always have you covered. It's time to get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Hello, and welcome back to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast. This is Omolara, and I am here with another episode. And we're going to be talking about overcoming. And I know for many of us, those who have been longtime listeners, know that my brand, my love has always been about pivoting and pivoting into your purpose. And as Melanin and Medicine is expanding to realizing that one of the most liberating ways to pivot is building your own business. That is the path that I took. And I will say that Although I came in kicking and screaming, <laughs> I loved my salary. <laughs> I'm so excited that, you know, I like to say God closed every other door so that this was the only door that was possible in entrepreneurship. And I'm so glad that that happened. But I do understand that it is extremely challenging. There is a lot of not just the mechanics of how to create the business, which I think a lot of us focus on as scientists um, and like logical people. But I think there's the mindset piece, which I think is probably the hardest piece of moving from an employee and moving into the idea that I can build a place that basically has not existed until I create it, that I can make money doing that, that I can feed my family doing that. And there have been moments where I was doubtful. And then all of a sudden, the faith and the ability to believe that the place that I'm in is not by accident uh, really has pushed me into a space that I'm really proud of. And so I wanted to talk about what have been those barriers and what have been the lessons that I've learned in overcoming those and growing our businesses. 
to massive heights, you know? And I think now in this phase of moving from multi six figures to seven figures, it's so much different from what I needed when I was moving um, and getting to six figures or getting to multi six figures. And I think though that there are some lessons that are really important throughout any of those phases. So I'm going to share that. The other thing I want to let you know is as we expand, we of course love to expand the resources and the ways that we can guide women who are either just starting out or if you're in a space where your business has kind of been stagnant and not really growing the way you imagine. And that is our incubator. That is our passion to profit incubator. If you don't know about our incubator yet, I don't know why. Listen to a few more episodes. (laughs) because I'm always sharing it because it's been so fantastic. We've had clients only within like, it's a 12 week business development incubator. And we've had clients who are already being able to get, have already gotten clients within two weeks. So it is absolutely amazing and really exciting. And our goal is to make sure that you can go from an idea or even your business that you already have into one that is scalable, one that is relaunched or launched for the first time in a way that it will bring you massive growth and a a really great foundation to be able to pull up and bring structure to for the long haul. And so if that's of interest to you, please make sure you check out and apply. It's application only because we are very protective about our community. And that is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash passion to profit apply. That's P-A-S-S-I-O-N-T-O profit, P-R-O-F-I-T apply. And you can once again, also check out other resources that we have if you go to bit.ly forward slash melanin medicine co. But right now, remember that, jot that down. And now we're going to get to the episode. It's Omalar. We're going to be talking about basically the barriers that keep us from accomplishing the things that we want as Black women. One of the revelations why I wanted to talk about this is that this morning I woke up bright and early to speak with some residents. So speak with some trainees and basically sharing a little bit about my path and I think that more of us need to do this. (laughs) More of us need to talk a little bit more about our paths. And the reason is not just to share with, you know, those that might want to hear it. But the biggest reason is because if we don't remember our story, we have the possibility that we're going to repeat it. And what I mean is repeat the parts that weren't as pleasant, okay? (laughs) Instead of remembering it and learning from it and using it to catapult us into whatever our next phase is. And I think that one of the things around building is really starting to recognize that the thing that we want to do, there is no issue in terms of how we do it, what we're going to do getting all of that knowledge together. I think honestly, the biggest barrier is believing that we actually can do it and believing that it's actually possible. For me, I recognize now how much I was engineering smallness, how much I was like, I'm going to talk about these four M's, but the first M is minimizing. How much I was minimizing what was actually really important, right, to me. 
So minimizing the fact that I wanted to potentially be able to create something of my own that I had envisioned. I didn't want the the caps and the restraints that certain institutions were putting on some of the dreams I had or ideas that I had. But I minimized it to the point that I said, you know, what I have right now is a lot of times it sits here, it's okay, but minimizing what your dream is, is I think a default reaction for so many of us. And I want to ask you right now, how often have you looked back at the progress that you've made at what you are either building now, or you've looked back at how you've overcome challenges and what you've built and realized that, wow, actually this like crazy, ridiculous idea that I have I'm probably built to actually make it real. So I want to talk about minimizing, which I, which I just talked about, which is like that actually limiting ourselves and making ourselves believe that, that we're okay with being small and not doing the thing that we're really passionate about, that it's okay because at least we're safe and secure. And at least we know what we have rather than going for something and and risking what we want and not getting it. The other piece, and you let me know if any of you think, what are the barriers that you think really keep you from materializing the ideas that you have? I think the other piece are the myths that usually come from other people and what other people will think and not having a community that normalizes your dream or normalizes where you want to be. I know for me as a physician, when I decided that I was going to leave my job and go into entrepreneurship and not even go into something that is particularly being a doctor, right? Something that is more around supporting Black women in medicine and doing coaching. Most of my community, the community that I have around me was like, are you crazy? (laughs) Ridiculous. Aren't things okay the way they are? And I think, honestly, I had to tell them, no, it's not okay the way that things are right now. And a lot of times we will hear the naysayers and the skeptics and we'll, and we'll have them convince us that what we want and what we've thought about and what keeps, keeps us up at night is actually ridiculous and not something that we, that we should want. I think once we get over that myth of realizing that what we want actually that comes to our mind exists for a reason, it allows for us to say, okay, I'm going to shoot for that. But then the other piece is knowing that there's a community who's actually done that or a community that's in the process of doing that and that you ally to that. Because I think many times we get swayed off because we don't have other people who are on that journey with us. So identifying how to overcome that myth as well and not having the peer community, I think is a, is a huge barrier outside of just the work that we do to minimize our dreams and not let them come to pass. All right. Real talk. So everyone's told you how lucky you are. You overcame all the obstacles as a black woman to become a doctor. You're excellent at your craft. You built a great reputation for yourself in your career. And your family and friends always tell you about how proud you must be at what you've accomplished. But right now, no matter how much you try to ignore it, you know there's something missing. You know you are meant for more. Let me know if this is familiar. Right now, you're an amazing doctor, but you feel drained in your work or aren't sure how long you can continue. You achieve so much, but somehow you still feel unfulfilled. Or you're unable to do the things you love because you're consumed by your work, most of which you aren't that passionate about anymore. And sometimes you even lay awake 
thinking about your great idea, but then dismiss it as unrealistic. But imagine if you could do the work that you love that invigorates you instead of drains you. Create work where you finally have some flexibility on how you spend your time and have the space to do the things you enjoy. You could stop dreading the work week and you could create the impact that you want without being put in a box. And what if you can make income that surpasses your salary and doesn't require you proving to someone that you're worth it? You know you need to do this, but you keep telling yourself entrepreneurship is too risky and you're not cut out for it. You have so many other things to do or you know what you want, but you don't have the clear plan and don't have time to put together a strategy. And you definitely don't have the support system or the people you need to help guide you in this journey. And you might have to learn new skills and new information and just is going to be too much. Well, I think that you're settling for good enough and it's time to transform your purpose into a profitable business and create the impact, the income and freedom you were meant to make. So I want you to check out our Purpose to Profit Incubator, the only business incubator specifically for Black women doctors that provides integrated coaching classes combined with a safe community of aspiring Black women doctor entrepreneurs. And in 12 weeks, we help Black women doctors take their idea to income and build the foundation for a profitable and scalable business. This is not too good to be true. It exists. And I want you to apply so that we can figure out how you can turn your purpose to profit. Make sure you check out the link at bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit apply. That's bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit apply. I look forward to looking at your application and seeing how we can support you in building your table. In the words of June Jordan, like a lot of Black women, we've always had to invent the power our freedom requires. Talk soon. The other thing that I want to mention as well that I think is going to be important is the money block. I think Denise Duffield Thomas talks about how we all have kind of this like ceiling in terms of what our income is and somehow we'll sabotage ourselves to make sure that we never go really above it or really below it until we start to unpack our money blocks and money mindset. And I think that's so true. I've found it to be so true in terms of the things that we do in our business, in terms of not upgrading things, in terms of allowing certain systems not to exist. In terms of like even in our work and and the ways that we we know that a promotion will bring us to a different level of income, the ways that we don't praise ourselves or show what we've accomplished because that potentially can move us into that possibility. And I think the negative consequences of money that we think about first and foremost, instead of the positive consequences of impact, but the negative ones that we've been socialized to think about, oh, people are going to think I'm greedy or, or people are going to think that that's all I care about rather than the positive pieces of it that now I have the potential to make impact much greater in the way than the way that I could have without that. And so I I do think money blocks are another big piece. And to really round it out, I also think that our mindset, I think that the belief piece that I can do this is something that a lot of times as Black women, when you're constantly devalued and dismissed and demoralized and disrespected, a lot of times that can be problematic and keep us from actually getting to where we need to be. So 
I want to just hit those five things again because I think they're important to touch on. One is if you're thinking about a dream and something or even just the next step, let's say you've already started what you're doing and you're trying to get it to, to get to the goal and there are things coming in the way, a lot of times the big barriers that we need to start to think about how do we overcome them include minimizing. That's the first thing of like the limits and restrictions we put on ourselves to tell us that, you know, well, maybe doing that and moving into that space is a little bit risky and it's not safe and it's not secure and minimizing the positive of that and and maximizing the negative. The second thing is the myth that we surround ourselves with from the community that we've normally been in that's in the place where we are rather than the place that we want to be. And how do we now shift to make sure that we're surrounded by more people who are in the place that we want to be? I, as a physician, how do I surround myself if I want to be an entrepreneur of a certain scale? How do I surround myself with those kinds of people to ensure that I'm thinking in that same mindset? I'm seeing people doing it. I feel like this is actually possible. The third thing are the money blocks and how do we overcome like our money ceiling? How do we overcome the fact that oftentimes we're wired to think about negative consequences and socialize as women, particularly black women, the negative consequences of having money? You're a sellout. You are not, you're, you're greedy. You, all you want is this instead of the positive issues that we see from money, which is now I have the capacity to take whatever I'm building and make it much better for the people that I want to and also impact more people. And then the fourth thing that I want to just talk about again is mindset, right? And just making sure that as we think about building everything, for most of us, it's not a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of information. It's not a lack of how to. Those things are easily able to be achieved. The issue is belief that we actually can do it. And the constant barrage of messages that tell us, especially as Black women, that this is not possible because of the fact that we've gotten a many no's in our lives and been disrespected or dismissed or devalued. And so those are the four things. And I think it goes down to, in terms of the ways that we circumvent those, it comes out to five things. Intention. So why am I doing this and being really clear? That's why I'm like super (laughs) in a lot of this work in melanin medicine. I'm super focused on purpose and being able to link purpose towards what you're trying to achieve. Is this aligned with my purpose? Being able to make sure that you're adaptable and saying, okay, I need to shift and not being so rigid. I think the boundaries piece is also really important in making sure that what are the things I'm not going to tolerate? What are the things I am going to tolerate? How do I want to spend my time? And what is it that I want to make sure does happen and doesn't happen? And what am I making space for? And what am I, what am I saying no to so I can make space for that? C is courage and saying to ourselves that when are we going to make that smallest, most courageous step? If you think about today and you think about how you're living your life today, what's the smallest, most courageous thing that you've done today? And if you can't answer that, you're probably going to kind of stay in the same space that you're in. If we can't start thinking about where are the moments of courage that we can start to live, it doesn't mean jumping off of a building, but what are the things where we can speak up about something? 
We can say no to something. Whatever those things are, starting to think about that, we can take a break. That might be the most courageous thing. And then lastly is discipline. And I often see this. I don't know who told me this, but really the thought around the people who like show up and really achieve success oftentimes aren't the people who are the best at what they do at that at that industry, but are the people who are the most consistent, right? So you have a lot of people who are like average in what they do, but they're doing it every day. They are in the trenches and not to a point where you're burnt out, but just consistently showing up. And I think that oftentimes our consistency, if we're not feeling so passionate or purposeful about the work, our consistency can falter. So I would love to like get your thoughts on what are the barriers, what are the issues that you're facing in terms of the things that have been dreams for you that you want to fulfill. All right, guys, that's it. Hope you all are well. Take care, everyone. Bye.